0: You're now listening to Real Estate Journeys with Matthew Baltzell.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, everybody? This is your boy Matty B, aka Matthew Baltzell. Welcome back to Real Estate Journeys, the exclusive podcast for real estate investors looking to scale to 100 units and e-location independent. And today is Wake Up Wednesdays with your boy, Omar Kondas, Texas. Hey, Haas. Omar, what's cracking, my friend? What's going on, baby? Not much, man. Glad you're here. So for people that are listening to this uh, Wake Up Wednesdays, we basically address the questions in real estate that we hear kicking around the can in multifamily, and we try and address them and answer them for you. So today we have come up with the topic of... roll, please. Fucked up. Three big ticket items to avoid. What are three, ooh, it's like three big ticket items that can put you down and really bury your bank account as far as the multifamily industry is concerned. Omar, what do you think those would be?
0: Well, look, if you're talking as a passive investor, I think this is going to ruffle a lot of feathers. Straight up, this is just based on the deal flow I'm seeing in the past from other sponsors as well primarily. Uh, I'm seeing in the past two months, number one, if the OPEX ratio, but again, you gotta realize this is just my opinion, okay? This is not the gospel because I don't wanna ruffle feathers here. If the OPEX ratio dips into the 30s, I don't care if it's high 30s, I don't care if it's mid 30s, and especially explain, it's.
1: Explain op- what you mean by the OPEX ratio. I'm
0: gonna do that in a sec. So if the OPEX ratio dips into the 30s, nine times out of 10, you're getting fucked, okay? Now, what does that mean? Now the OPEX ratio basically says it's basically total operating expenses divided by total revenues. That's just a fancy way of saying that of the total revenues you generate, how much as a percentage is gone away and just basically servicing your property, operating expenses. Right. Now, typically what we see is, you know, going in first year, you're going to be in the high 40s to mid. Again, these are averages, right? High 40s to mid 50s max, typically, unless there's a special situation, right, where you have, like, say, down units or something like that. And typically, if you're doing, again, these are typical things. If you're doing the value add programs and assuming this isn't like the deal of the century, you're gonna kind of come up to like mid 40s, if you're running it efficiently, mid 40s, low 40s by the time like- You're saying 40%. 40%. 40% right. Yeah, mid, by the time years three and five, in. I'm now seeing guys because, and because essentially the guys, the point is like the lower your operating expense ratio, the higher your NOI is going to go, right? Because that just means that you you projected more revenue less money going away so you have a higher rep, NOI left. So the higher the NOI you have left, on paper at least you can show fantastic returns. Right? Yeah, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you see this from pretty much any sponsor, they better have a pretty good reason. And if they don't, I mean I'm talking like a freaking good reason. Okay? You're getting fucked. Straight up. Just avoid it. Run, run for the hills. Number one. Number two when sponsors aren't going to show you the financials clearly. So they're, they're going to adjust and say, oh, the T 12 I adjusted it for this thing and that thing and that thing and that thing, right? And anytime somebody's doing something like that, run for the hills.
1: How do you know whether it's clearly or not?
0: No, you, first of all, you ask them, hey, can you send me the financials? Mm-hmm. Right? So tell, send, tell them to send you the financials that the broker sent initially. Right now, typically, a lot of times, not always. Again, you can look if somebody's gonna lie to your face, they're gonna lie to your face. Okay, I'm not saying people do that, but I'm also saying people don't do that. (laughs) Typically, look, uh, you might get some uh, financials in PDF format from the broker, which is a pain in the ass, by the way, because then I asked for Excel form. So, PDF is kind of a dead giveaway that it's good because it's hard to manipulate a PDF, although you can typically just ask that hey, give me the link to where the broker had the and the financial, all of that, so I can download off the broker's site. Mm-hmm. Right? You're just try- again, this is just a new division's processing, number one. The number two, sorry. So you're just trying to see there. there's no major adjustments. People aren't getting creative in the way they do their accounting, all of this stuff. Okay? And number three, what you also got to realize is that, look, pretty much every, in every sponsor on the planet right now is going to tell you, rents are below market. The sales comps, the sales price is below the average of the sales comps. So, oh my god, we've got the greatest deal on the planet. Okay, that's all a lie. Okay, again, nine times out of ten, not always, nine times out of ten, because we gotta give people like some in here, right? That's all a lie. You're getting fucked. The reason why is, typically, not always. Those days are gone when your rent upside was three hundred dollars. Right now, typically, because we're later and later on into the cycle, most of these deals have been picked over once or twice. $300 rent premium deals don't really exist anymore. Maybe it's once a year you see a deal like that, but there's a lot of problems there. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just saying, typically, when the average mentorship student, you know, jackass is telling you this stuff, they're lying to your face, because there's really only two things. Either they think you're really stupid, or they're really stupid for believing what the broker is telling them. Mm-hmm. So that. Also make sure you always ask for co-star reports or guarding reports just to kind of, you know, get your sort of, little you know, just to get more data, but also a means to check basically what's going on and see the biggest thing you should also ask, or sorry, the fourth thing, I know we were talking about three things. The fourth thing you should also ask the broker is, hey, how did you source this deal? And there's nothing wrong if it's on market. A lot of people say, oh, I only look at off-market deals. And I'm like, okay, best of luck finding this one true off-market deal here. But how do you know about this deal? What steps did you take? How many times did you toured the property? When you were touring the property, walk me through, basically show me the pictures you took when you toured the property. Right? Or what are your notes from the property? Can you please share them with me? I can assure you most people can not do that.
1: You're saying when you talk about sourcing a deal you t- with a broker, right?
0: No, for instance, you know, let's assume you and I are looking at a property, right? Yeah. So we will, we actually have to physically go toward the property, right? Yeah. So when Uh we go toward the property, we'll be taking some photographs or videos and have our notes, right? Mm -hmm. Because internally, we have to share it. Even if I go and you don't go, we still have, I still have to internally share it with you. Yeah. Right? So ask them. Because again, the point what you're trying to understand here isn't necessarily, you're not, it's not like a gotcha question. These things are supposed to be there to begin with. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And lastly, if somebody asks to see the underwriting in Excel, and if somebody ever tells you that their model is proprietary, laugh at their face and tell them to fuck off. Mm. Okay, this is basic cash flow modeling one on one. Now if somebody doesn't want to share the entire model, what they can do is they can just copy paste values and send you the values version only of the performance, which is fine. That's okay but they shouldn't be able to do that. Any jackass that Downs, you my model is proprietary, just
1: laugh at their face. You know, of all the things that we've actually covered on, uh, you know, the show, it's very, we go in very depth and we cover a lot of things as far as passively investing and really, you know, helping you out as far as an investor make the most formulated decision. And we always talk about teamwork and we always talk about, you know, doing your own diligence. But that simple fact that you just said right there, like, asking them to share their Excel spreadsheet. And if they say it's like proprietary reasons that they can't share it with you, like to go fuck themselves like that. Seems-
0: yeah, no, nobody's saying you give them the entire model, right? I'm yeah. just saying. No, I know. I know. I but I'm saying when I, hear, when I hear, when I
1: hear that, I, it seems so simple. And it's like, yeah, like that seems like a good way to do due diligence of like asking yeah. somebody like, Oh, can I bu- see this by the way? Just, because you know if you are investing 25, 50,000, 100,000, plus dollars, you're going to want to take the measures and not have manipulated you know spreadsheets and whatnot. So that's very yeah. you know, that's very uh, a good point that you brought up that I've never heard you mention that before. So just to recap, so what we have here is the operate the operation expenditures, dipping below the 30s. Obviously, I that's going to
0: Actually, anytime it does that. I don't know. The guy better have a freaking good reason. Otherwise, there's yeah.
1: So if it's dipping below the thirties, obviously that's going to increase your NOI and it's going to make it all no, the numbers. Into
0: the thirties, not just below thirties,
1: into the thirties. Okay. Into, sorry, 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 Into the thirties. So into the thirties, that's obviously going to increase your NOI. It's going to inflate the numbers. So that would be a red flag for sure. Know that you're getting fucked anywhere into the thirties. Second one would be, uh, they're not w- willing to clearly share the financials there with you. Third one, comps, as far as promising up a uh, three hundred rent upside, clearly that what uh, obviously okay. I obviously think that three hundred is a high price. Is there a secondary number you'd say that? Look, you know,
0: my point is, if somebody's promising you one hundred and fifty dollars, right? Or, yeah, uh, right. That's the number I'd Well, the, it begs the obvious question. Look, it might exist. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying okay. from the deals that I'm seeing in the past three months, it does not exist in the mm-hmm. major markets. Because, okay. But, but don't get me wrong. There are deals from very reputable sponsors where they can show you. Look, here's a comps set. Here's the rent comparables. Here's mm. this property. Look at the rental. In fact, don't even take my word for it. I'm going to send you the rental, you do your analysis, and then here's a comp set, You go look it up yourself, right? Yep. And those things do exist. I'm not saying they don't. But typically the problem is the first question you should be asking is, well, if, it, if $150 of rent upside exists in a market like in Dallas or a Phoenix or Jacksonville or in Atlanta, you know, presumably hard markets with good tenants, with good property managers, well, what is this guy currently owns Is he chopped liver? Why can't he do it?
1: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I think it's a, uh, and to add to that, you know, what you were saying is, you know, really when you take the comps and everything to cross reference those with the Yardy reports, CoStar reports.
0: And you should ask the sponsors yeah, for that. Yeah. Because they should have at least. of
1: And I mean, like a lot of times they are, hopefully like, that's like their benchmark and where they're pulling this information from because yeah. these larger companies have a lot more resources and their, you know, their, their metrics and their numbers are a lot more, on point, then, as opposed to if the sponsor's going and trying to pull these numbers and create their own little manipulated Not. comps, and they're like, oh, look, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, get those reports and really verify those. And, like you said, the the one that really jumped out to me is the Excel spreadsheet. Ask them to share that there for you. If they don't want to grant you access, you know, a simple screenshot would do. But if they say for proprietary reasons, blah, 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 they're yeah. probably blowing up smoke in your oh, option. Property. Ticket item five, you're being fucked. So those are very great things. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing those, Omar. It's been very valuable. And you guys, if you're hearing this and you want to get further information, please head on over to rejpodcast.com. Subscribe to the mailing list and we will give you the most up-to-date information that we have as far as our deal of flow is concerned. And we also have a wealth of information on our YouTube channel at boardwalkwealth.com. You can check that out as well. Omar, catch you on the next call around, my friend. Thank you. Hey guys, congratulations on listening to the whole episode so far, but now I want you to take it one step further. Please head on over to MatthewBaltzell.com forward slash discover to schedule a free 15 minute call with me and tell me about what is a pain point you're facing right now in real estate and I'll create an episode around that there for you. Peace.